Our first reading for this evening is from the 11th chapter of Ezekiel. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And when they come there, they will remove from it all its detestable things and all its abominations, and I will give them one heart. And a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for those whose heart goes after their detestable things and their abominations, I will bring their deeds upon their own heads, declares the Lord God. Our second reading is from the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said... Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Our third reading is from the 19th chapter of John. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he has made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, 
If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement, and in Aramaic, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king! And they cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Tonight is our last midweek Lenten service. Throughout this season of Lent, our theme for the midweek services has been witnesses to Christ. We've seen through the eyes of different people who witnessed Jesus' life and especially his death. We saw through the eyes of Peter, Judas, Barabbas, Mary Magdalene. Tonight we see through one of the men who is very integral to Jesus' crucifixion, Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate was the governor. It was his job to keep order. When Pilate first met Jesus, he listens to the case. The Jewish leaders accused Jesus of breaking the law. But Pilate realized these were not Roman laws he was being accused of breaking. No laws against the state were broken. These were church laws. These were regulations the Jews had amongst themselves that didn't bother the state or the government. So when Pilate heard the accusations against Jesus, he said, I find no guilt in him. The Jews then said that Jesus had to die because he was claiming to be the Son of God. Pilate thought this was unique, even odd, But still, that wasn't anything deserving of death. So Pilate said again, I find no guilt in him. And he tried to let Jesus go multiple times. But then the chief priests knew what buttons to push for Pilate. They knew what to say to get Pilate to act the way they want So they said to Pilate, Jesus has claimed to be a king. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Pilate was really in a tough spot. He knew Jesus was innocent. He could crucify Jesus, but if he did, he would be killing an innocent man. On the other hand, if he releases Jesus, word would get back to Caesar that Pilate let someone else run around who is claiming to be a king. Once Caesar heard about this, it is very likely Pilate would find himself 
hanging on a cross. So what does Pilate do? Kill an innocent man so he can live? Or set an innocent man free and then pay the price later? Well, we know what Pilate decides. The Gospel of Matthew says that Pontius Pilate walked over to a dish of water and in front of everyone washed his hands in it and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And then Pilate allowed Jesus, a man he knew was innocent, to be taken and crucified. But then Pilate washed his hands of it all. But just because Pilate says he is innocent of the whole thing does not make him innocent. Pilate could wash his hands as much as he wants. He's still guilty. Pilate could scrub his hands with a metal Brillo pad until he bled. He's still guilty of sending an innocent man to death, and he knows this. And we know this. It's easy to look at Pontius Pilate and almost think how silly he looks. How silly for this man to say, I'm innocent. Why, well, just sent a man off to die who truly was innocent. Easy for us to look at Pontius Pilate and say, how silly. But a bit harder to look at ourselves, though, in the same light. After all, is Pontius Pilate the only person to ever try saying they are innocent while they are very guilty of sins? Is Pontius Pilate really the first person in history to try and cover up his sin and make it disappear? Adam and Eve tried to hide their sin with fig leaves. Pontius Pilate tried to wash it off with water. And us, well, who knows how we try to get rid of our sins. Instead of fig leaves, maybe we hide behind a whole bunch of endless excuses. Or we might try to wash our sins off of us. Try to whitewash them and say they were just little white lies or try and make them look clean and maybe even noble like you had to do what you did. Or try to wash them off of you and onto someone else. Blame always seems to work when it comes to sin, doesn't it? After all, Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the serpent. Who do we blame? Pontius Pilate was really stuck between a rock and a hard place. Little did Pontius Pilate understand, though, is that God was about to use Pilate's sin and the sin of the Romans and the sin of the Jews. God was going to use all of those terrible sins To bring about the greatest forgiveness of sins this world will ever see. 
No more excuses, though. This time, Jesus would confess to all the sins that everyone has ever committed or will commit, and he will die for them all. And Jesus won't try to put the blame on someone else. No, Jesus is going to take all the blame onto himself. It didn't matter if Jesus did the sin or not. We are always trying to pawn our sins onto other people anyway, right? Well, Jesus is ready and willing to receive all that blame. And on that cross, he did. He was blamed for every single sin ever done. Pontius Pilate could try and wash his sins away as much as he wants, but that's not going to take away his sin. But you know what will? What does take sin away and always will is when Jesus' wounds are opened and blood and water flows. When that happens, Jesus opens a floodgate of forgiveness for every man, woman, and child, washing all of them for all eternity. And that's exactly what Jesus does for you. He washes you clean, truly clean, with his sacrifice, with his blood. You don't have to be like Pontius Pilate and try to clean yourself. Allow Jesus to clean you. Allow Jesus to wash you 100%. He'll do a much better job at wiping your sins clean than you'll ever do. And don't be like Pilate who thought he had to do this himself. Life is too big and too hard for any of us to do anything ourselves. Our sins are too hard for us to try and wash them away. But Jesus can. Through his crucifixion, he has given you the best and greatest washing you will ever have. A washing in his blood, which has made you clean. And his blood will keep you clean forever. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding... Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.